Hey, everybody, and welcome once again to the Chris Rose Rotation here on John Boy Media. And as we spin the rotation wheel, look who it lands on. None other than Pittsburgh Pirates left-hander Stephen Brault. Hello, Stephen. Hi, Chris. How's it going, man? Good. I mean, look at the office. I've got the I've got the jersey. I've yeah, got the Pirates it. hat. There's no Chris Rose T-shirt over your shoulder. I mean, I thought uh, we were teammates. Yeah. Well, surprisingly, they don't sell those in the team store yet. Uh, any team store, as far <laughs> as I know. I'm sure. You know, do you get a lot of like custom jerseys from people and places? Do you have a lot of Rose jerseys? You have to, right? I, I I did back in the day when I was important. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Baseball now, jerseys, football jerseys. Are there jerseys in BattleBots? Is that a thing? There has to be. You know what? There are t-shirts. There are team t-shirts for BattleBots, okay. but actual jerseys, we haven't gotten into that part, but I should talk to the marketing department and we should just fire off right away. I see I think, why not. Right? Yeah. Have you ever seen an episode of BattleBots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. BattleBots is one of those shows when when I was a kid, when it was first mm -hmm. running, uh, I absolutely loved. And it was on a channel called G4, which was like a Ooh. video game channel. Yeah. And it it's not around anymore. But I used to watch a bunch of shows about video games. And that's how I like kept up with video games because I didn't get like the magazines or anything. And this was before they had all the ranking stuff on the Internet that they do now. So the way that I kept up with it was watching uh g4 and so i saw an episode of BattleBots basically on accident one time and Steven, just somebody was breaking into your house yeah that's that? chad i know that's that's chad that cool oh, oh okay so you guys are roommates right yeah he's we're, like... no he's not breaking in we have chad and then uh, mitch keller i think they're going fishing today so they're gonna they're gonna go do their thing florida is a haven for fishing but yeah i uh, i love i absolutely love BattleBots, and even like, the current shows too i think they're so cool i don't understand how you put those things together it makes no sense to me no it's great i didn't know anything about the experience when i joined on in 2015 you know it had been lying dormant so it was on g4 it was on comedy central and that sort of stuff and then they brought it back in 2015 and it started on ABC. And I actually joined on about two weeks before the show even started. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's it's been a crazy experience. Like Trevor Bauer's really into it because, you know, obviously with all the drone stuff, he's yeah, he's big into the tech side. Uh, the former major leaguer, Russ Ortiz, guy walks past our broadcast setup one day and he goes, hey, Chris, I look at him. And he looked kind of familiar. He's like, yeah, it's Russ Ortiz. I'm like, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what are we you got doing major here? Leaguers. Yeah, we got major leaguers popping out of all sorts of places. Yeah, so. I'm, that's. I mean, that's something that appeals to everybody. It's. It's got violence. It's got funny moments. The. The. Yep. I just love how like absurd all the robots are. Because some people yes. try to do like the cool, like here's a giant saw, and then some people are like, it's. I have a rake, and literally all I do is flip your robot over <laughs> and then drive it over like one of the saws that's on the ground. You know, it's genius. That a way to get on board. All right, so did we have picture day today? Is that what happened at Pirates Camp? Picture day was two days yesterday. Picture day was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday and? was a was a hectic day for me. It was like one of those mornings where like a bunch of stuff piles up and then I had to throw a bullpen. So it was just like go, 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 go. And then I was done and it was eleven thirty. And I was like, Oh, that's right. Spring training. Games haven't started yet. <laughs> this is a really quick day still. Um but I think I looked great, honestly. I, you know, it's just, the, I had the perfect amount of stubble. You know, I tried to time that out right. Uh, and I, I, they were fun. Our media team is incredible. So I know that our pictures and our videos will look really cool. Um, there weren't many. Usually there's like 15 or 16 different photographers all lined up in like our cafeteria. 
um, and you have to go through every one for every different source. But this year, because of COVID, there were only two guys taking pictures. So the process took a little bit longer, I guess, because of that. Um, but I, I don't even know who the other guy was. It was a photographer, probably for MLB, I would assume. Um, but instead of you going the through, guy who broke into the facility, probably. yeah, he yeah. just had a camera. He just knew it was picture day and they were like, Oh yeah, that seems legit. Let's let that guy in. <laughs> Whatever. I spends, there's always a guy who spends an extra five minutes in front of the mirror, right? Before this oh, has to no. be, there's not a guy. There's a ton of guys I, like, okay, here's, here's a good, this is something I always find funny. There are so many guys that fix their hair up and like put product in their hair after they shower pregame, right before they put a hat on and go play a baseball game. But they have to make sure their hair is right so that it looks good when they take the hat off on camera. It is so funny to me. My hair goes who's wild the, during games. Who's the biggest culprit? Newman. Kevin Newman. 100%. No question. I make fun of him for it all the time. But his hair does always look perfect when he takes his hat off. So I, I can't say anything. But I still do. That's weird. My... Well, listen, I got old man hair now. It's, it's thinned out. It looks so crappy when I put a hat on. Like, that's the big decision at the beginning of the day. Like, do I just just have my hair look shitty the rest of the day and just throw throw a lid on? Right. Well, not? okay, here's the question. Does, did, it, did it used to be thick? Because I have, like, really yeah. thick hair. But I, I'm, I'm afraid my, my parents both still have very thick hair. So I feel like it's going to last. Yeah. Maybe you just got I always thought it was, the, it was the maternal grandparent I always thought grandfather that you had to uh, look at if you were a dude that's what i always thought my grandpa had unreal flowing locks before nice. he passed so i think i'm good yeah, you're in good shape all right let's talk a little bit about the pirates yeah you're like the last man standing bro i know musgrove it's, it's traded to season musgrove traded to san diego josh bell traded to washington uh jameson tyon traded to the yankees yeah. your buddy trevor williams non-tendered he's now with the cubs yeah like take us through the emotions. Did you, did you shed a tear? Were you pissed? What was it? I didn't shed a tear and I wouldn't say I was pissed. The only one I was kind of pissed about is that Joe Musgrove and I are both from San Diego. So like seeing him get traded to San Diego, you know, there's a little jealousy there just getting to play at home. You know, that would be so cool just to play like in the city that you grew up in, that you grew up watching games. Um, so, um, you know, that's going to be really cool for him. I do love being here with the pirates. I absolutely love our new like management with, you know, Shelton and Oscar Marine and Ben Sherrington. Mm -hmm. I think they're awesome. Um, so I'm really happy to be here. It was just interesting because, uh, my name popped up first in like the trade rumors. Um, I, you know, it was tweeted out that I was, that teams were calling the pirates about me and then it never happened, you know, and that's the way it happens sometimes where guys who weren't necessarily talked about very much just get traded. Um, and, and, somebody like me who it was mentioned i ended up not going and who knows why that happens but um it was weird it just kind of seemed like once it happened i don't even remember who was first i want to say um i mean obviously trevor getting dfa was probably first but mm -hmm. then once they started trading guys away it just it just kept happening bam 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 he's gone he's gone he's gone um so it was really weird that's for sure it's a very different clubhouse it's a you know um but I think it's okay. I, I think the guys that we brought in all seem awesome. We just signed Todd Frazier and he seems like a great guy. Great dude. Talk to him for all the, you know, three and a half minutes. Um, but I'll get to know him eventually. Um, but yeah, like this is part of the business, you know, it was, it was a, um, it was something that the Pirates decided they needed to do the new, the new front office. So this is where we're at. Steven, I get that. 
those are personal relationships you have with those guys. Those are some oh, yeah. of your, you and Trevor are tight. Tight. You're, yeah. You're telling me that it didn't hurt you a little bit. Of course it did. Of course it hurts a little bit. I just didn't cry. I didn't shed a tear because usually, you know, the way that I've looked at trades, cause I've been traded once is that usually when you get traded, you're going somewhere where you're going to have a good opportunity because the team wants you. Um, that's trading for you. So, you know, I'm happy for those guys that they get to go somewhere and experience new things. Um, you know, Sky like JMO has been with the Pirates for like, he was with us for like 11 years or something like that. You know, that's a long time to be in one organization. Um, but yeah, obviously I was sad. It, with Trevor, it was kind of interesting because I worked out with him all off season. And so we were, you know, I was talking with him through all of the process of free agency of, you know, like offers from teams of all that stuff. And it was really interesting. Um, it's something I hope I don't have to go through uh, just yet, but, um, but it was really interesting to see how it all works out. Uh, but because I get to see him all the time, Joe's lives in San Diego. So I see him too. Um, I was pretty sad about JMO. That one hit me pretty hard. We're, uh, we're really close. And we spent all of quarantine lockdown last year uh, in Florida together. Um, so seeing him go was a huge bummer. Um, so that one got me probably the most because it was, I feel like it was the most unexpected, I guess. You know, nobody really thought that JMO was going to get traded away. Same with like Josh Bell. It just seemed like it wouldn't happen, but then it happened. And then it's just like, oh, I guess now we just move forward. We still talk, we still text. So, you know, modern technology is a wonderful thing. It's funny because Millar doesn't return my texts anymore. Well, I can totally understand that. He seems, yeah, yeah, he seems like absolutely he'd do that. Just 10 years of close friendship over, gone, done <laughs> with, get out of my life. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. Have you, have you thought about what it's going to be like to face Josh Bell for the first time? Um, well, I faced him in like, you know, live BPs in spring oh, trainings. That doesn't count. It doesn't count, but it kind of does because – I, I think a lot of people take it this way. Those live BPs, when you're facing guys that are on your team, you want to beat them because you don't want them to be able to talk shit to you for the rest of the year. So mm. it's like, you want to make sure that you get on top of it. Um, but I, you know, it's going to be interesting facing JB. I'm not going to tell you how I'm going to face him, but the funny thing is yes, we've talked are. about it before and, and I know exactly how I'm going to attack him and you know, he knows too. So we'll see if it works. Wait a second. You have, so you guys, would shoot the shit on the bench and be like, man, if I ever get a chance to face you or he asks a question, Hey, yeah. How, how would you, you attack me, me? Yeah. How would Got you attack it. me? And uh, yeah, we have those conversations and obviously things change and maybe I'll change things up just to piss them off mm -hmm. and throw them off. But, uh, but I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. There are guys, you know, you've played with that I've, that I've faced, but not to that capacity. Got it. Got it. All right. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up today. Yeah. Later on, we're going to talk about the, very low expectations for the pirates and how you handle that, how Derek right. Shelton does. Plus you're going to give one of the great pep talks in the history of sports. I cannot wait to hear that. Thank you. I gave you a little homework assignment about yeah. uh, your three guests that you want to have on this show throughout the season. So yep. that's going to be fun. We're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. <laughs> okay. We did this. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. to land on a category, you'll get to answer a question. And plus I will give you a homework assignment to take oh. with you at the end of the program. Okay. That's why I, that's why I left school after three years. Um, it's because mm -hmm. I hate homework. So thank you. You're taking me back to a very dreadful time in my life, but it's not like it's due tomorrow. It's due oh, in a couple gosh. of weeks. And I think it's a very, very doable project. Okay. And it's going to take some teammates. Okay. So don't, 
Don't start sweating. I'm You're I'm fine. sweating already. I still have like those are like my nightmares. You know, like I didn't study uh, for a test or I didn't do an essay when I get to class. Right. Those are my my stress out of control nightmares still to this day. You'll be just fine. And by the way, I want to remind everybody that is tuning in here to the Chris Rose rotation on John Boy Media. Hit that subscribe button, okay? Give us a rating. Leave a comment. Stephen would like it if you gave him a, the five stars. It, yeah, it's I not would a feel good about thing, that. Yeah, right. I mean, no, it's just I I don't like to get my feelings hurt. You know, anything below five right. stars is like it, four stars is eighty percent. That's not good enough. No, okay. I would give you five stars for a recent performance that you had, you got a chance to live out a dream with, you know, Broadway musical people. And for people that haven't heard it before, I want everybody to sit back and enjoy. Wait for me, I'm coming. Wait, I'm coming with you. Wait for me, I'm coming. You're on a break. You're on the bench. Call your mother. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. That was so cool and unexpected. The Hades Town people kind of hit me up, and and uh, I got to talk to the director and As Mitchell, and she's absolutely amazing. And I got to meet you know a few of them, and and just oh gosh, it was so cool. And actually, getting to be in a video with them is ridiculous. I mean, I've listened to that soundtrack through probably a thousand times, and like getting to meet them and talk to them and be in a video with them is just, it was incredible. It was so much fun. They were so cool. So for people that, that aren't familiar with your background, you actually went to college, you picked a specific college because you could both play baseball there and perform, have performing arts in your background yeah. as well. Yeah. So I tried a lot of schools or I looked at a lot of schools, um, but I actually only applied to three. I applied to San Diego state, I applied to University of San Diego and I applied to Regis University. And the way basically it worked was that um, San Diego State was a baseball only school. Um, and the funny thing is San Diego State's like a public school that is well known for a high acceptance rate. And I didn't get in. So it's a good thing I ended up not going there or not needing to go there. Um, University of San Diego, I was going to go just for music. I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to play baseball. Um, that was a connection that I had through my high school choir teacher was the professor there, doctorate of music. Um, so I was going to go there to study vocal performance with him. Um, and I did get accepted there, but I did not end up going. Um, and then Regis University was the only place where I would be allowed to do both um, because of similar time constraints. And I mean, I'm obviously, I'm extremely glad that I did at this point because they've both kind of worked out in some degree, right. baseball being the major leagues, which was just insane. Um, but Broadway at this point, doing the album, um, getting to perform with the Hades town people getting to perform in Pittsburgh with the symphony there. 
Um, it's been amazing. And I thank Regis so much for giving me that opportunity because it was not easy, but it was a lot of fun. And I had a lot of support there from the music program, from the baseball program, from my teammates. Um, it was great. Well, so interesting. You could have gone to University of San Diego. You could have been a performer, but not a baseball player. But had you played baseball, you would have been teammates with Chris Bryant. Yeah, I might have tried to walk on. Um, but so University of San Diego, my parents kind of gave me the the initiative when I was in high school, like, hey, if you want to go to private school, you have to get a scholarship because we're not going to pay for it. And we strongly suggest you don't get $120,000 in debt to start your life. Right. Um, so it was either a public school or a private school that had scholarship. Um, and at USD, I would have had some scholarship, but I think it's like 50 grand a year. It's yeah, it's no joke. So right? I wouldn't have, I still would have been way behind. Um, so that was like a, uh, if I really, really decided this is what I'm going to do. And then I'm obviously going to be a struggling artist for a while because I'm going to be in debt. So um, I would have tried to play baseball probably, but who knows what would have happened. So did you ever try out? My wife asked a great question. Did you ever try out for Idol? No, actually, I never did. I I loved Idol at the beginning. Uh, the first few seasons I watched religiously. And then I just kind of got over it. And I liked the voice when it first came out too. I liked the, uh, the way that they did that. And I actually had a, an audition set up to try going on the voice. Um, but then it was going to overlap with spring training. And so it was like, if, if I were to make it, then the filming started, you know, sometime during like near the end of the baseball season. So it just wouldn't have worked out. I, I wouldn't have been able to make it. So, um, so I ended up not doing it, but I did, I did have an audition at one point with the voice. How cool would that have been, dude? Oh, that would have been, been awesome to sit there. I know, dude, that would have been so cool. I, but I watched the voice sometimes and I'm just like, I can't hang with those people. Like uh, it would have been yes, silly anyway. Okay. In some ways, yes, but I, I don't know. I would have to like, I would sing like rock and like, um, what's it called? Like pop music, but not current pop music, like pop music, you know, Stevie Wonder, right. uh, uh, Billy Joel, Elton John, that kind of pop music is the way I would have gone. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I mean, I could have competed at least. I don't think I would have won. Some of those people are just absolutely amazing. They're just born to sing. So do people in Pittsburgh, because they know about your story, with being a phenomenal singer, do they like stop you and say, Hey, Steven, do you mind singing? Uh, I, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's happened last year. Actually, uh, there's a family that I, that I have seen a lot at autograph signings and at games and stuff throughout the years here in Pittsburgh. And last year, obviously they weren't allowed to come to the game. So they would stand out, you know, where we had to drive by. Um, and there was a one day where I was listening to the frozen two soundtrack. Cause I absolutely love the frozen two soundtrack. <laughs> and one of the, the girl is probably like seven years old and she, and I was like, Hey, guess what I'm listening to. And I just like blared it. And then we both sang along to the frozen soundtrack for a few seconds before the light turned green. And I had to go, you know, at the behest <laughs> of my teammates behind me. Um, but yeah, I like to have fun with it. I, I singing is so much fun and it's, and it's, a passion of mine. Um, I do it when I can, it can be a very annoying to people cause it's loud. Um, but I, I don't care. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to do it. Do your roommates ever tell you to shut up in the spring? Uh, not yet. I haven't sung while he's been here yet. I do have a piano here, so I've been playing that, but oh. I haven't been singing while he's been here. Oh man. Do you want to sing us two lines from frozen? Uh, let's see. 
Again, you're gone off on a different path than mine. I'm left behind, wondering if I should follow. Bah, yeah, that's so Lost in the Woods is by Jonathan Groff. He plays um, whatever that dude's name is. I always think it's Sven. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the moose. Anyway, uh, I, uh, I love that song and, and I, and it, they did it in like an eighties power ballad style and I oh, nice. absolutely yeah. loved it. So I fell in love with that movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause my kids are so much older now. So we've kind of passed that genre a little bit, but I loved it when they, it was in their wheelhouse. That's sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah you I know, can imagine it's still in my wheelhouse. Are, <laughs> I know, I know it is, man. I got one that's almost your age anyway. So geez, oh man, that makes me feel terrible. You're running your old. It's fine. You're doing right, well, though. I mean, you don't look at I mean, yeah, day I get over to hang 50. With you. <laughs> really? Did you just go there? Did you just go I there? I did. That's I mean, that's just funny. I will say this. So, you know, obviously we're still caught in the severe pandemic and I just turned 50 at the end of January. Mm-hmm. And so my wife was like, well, what are we going to do? And she organized a drive by birthday for me. I had a it Zoom was- birthday for friends and then a drive by. Okay. Did you hold up a sign that said, um, honk, if you want me to take a drink or something? Uh, I, I wasn't quite that desperate because I just, I've pretty much just been drinking regardless. So I didn't right, need to yeah. hold up a sign or have a 50th <laughs> birthday to have that thrown yeah, in there. But yeah, I, I think I was the first person over the age of eight to have a drive through birthday. Hey, you know what? So, I mean, 50 is a big one, you know, it is, you, you deserve it. Is. it. Thanks. My dad's Thanks. 60th. Uh, my, my parents are now 60. Well, my, my mom is technically still 59. She's probably gonna get really mad that I just said, um, but my dad's turning 60 here very soon. So we got him a present. I'm not going to tell him what it is, but it's pretty cool. Oh. And it does make a joke about him being old. Um, so, so I think he'll, I think he'll enjoy it, but, uh, but yeah, not bad. Stop. No, my Stop. parents look great too. I mean, they're doing awesome. They, they go on like they're my mom works out every day at home and then they go on these like 12 mile walks like they'll come visit oh, me in crazy. pittsburgh and walk over like seven bridges one morning like yeah we walked nine and a half miles today i'm like <laughs> what why <laughs> that's great all right dude let's dive a little bit into uh the baseball world that doesn't have to deal with the pittsburgh pirates so it's a little yeah. segment called i'm on board or i'm jumping overboard basically do you like right. the idea or are you like nah not not on Right. So the first one is that uh, Angel skipper Joe Madden said Shohei Otani is full go as both a hitter and a pitcher this season. No restrictions uh, on board or jumping overboard. I'm on board, except by the fact that that is very vague. I mean, what does that mean? What is what does full go as a pitcher mean? Does that mean he's going to start every five days and he's also going to hit every single day, including the day that he's pitching? Well, he won't do that. Well, so he's not full go. Well, full go, meaning, you know, they've had to baby him since the Tommy John surgery, right? right? I mean, we thought maybe he was coming back and that didn't happen. So, you know, when he came, I don't know how excited you were as a baseball Oh, fan. it was it was like the coolest thing ever. He's he's my he's my favorite current player because of what he does, because he does both things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you faced – have you guys mm. – no. no, we we played the Angels like two years ago, but I, I I didn't pitch in that series, so I didn't face him. Got it. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm so curious as to whether or not it can work out. I mean, I want to see him as a starter, you know, he might be every sixth or seventh day. The problem is that rotation so thin that they can't really afford to do that. That's the problem. Yeah. So they did every seven days, his first, his first time doing it. He pitched Um, every Sunday. 
Yeah. So I could see them doing that, but also we have an extra player now. I mean, you can go a six man rotation mm-hmm. and run seven man bullpen. You could do that. Yeah. Um, so, point. I mean, that, that could be a way to do it. Now that we have 13 and 13, you don't have to have a short bullpen in order to have six starters. You'll, you'll have one shorter than everybody else, but we've been running seven man bullpens since the beginning of time until, you know, last year. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. All right. Uh, Buster Posey was on uh, KNBR radio with my buddy Tom Tolbert out there in San Francisco. Uh, they talked to him about several rules and what's being implemented. And he actually brought one up that really catches his ire. So I want you to give a listen to this. I think you have to get rid of the shift. I, I feel very strongly about that. I just think that, you know, if a, if a guy, for example, like Brandon Belt sits up at the plate and he hits a rocket that short hops the right fielder, but the second baseman or third baseman sometimes is standing there and he's out, he's thinking, all right, well, what's the value in hitting the ball even remotely close to the ground now? Um, so i got to get the ball in the air. And it's easier said than done. Like, why not just punch something to the left side? It's like these guys are throwing 100 and they're throwing it in spots that make it hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But I just think, you know, overall, too, you got – I always think about, like, Brandon Crawford. If you got Brandon Crawford playing in a traditional position of shortstop and a ball uh, – a hard ground ball hit up the middle, he's got an opportunity now to make a diving play, show off his arm, but instead he's already standing there. So it's a routine ground ball, and it's it's not exciting. Ah, <laughs> uh, Well, okay. So, first of all, I, I mean – I don't, I don't think that the excitement about the defense thing is, is really part of this, but I, I do get, I get it not liking the shift um, because it does take away, you know, some of the value of, in general of being able to pull the ball. Um, but I mean, I, I'm pretty sure everybody's always said, pull the ball in the air, hit the ball the other way on the ground. Right. I mean, that's, that's, or, or low, that's the idea. Um, but at the same time, like, if you start implementing rules about where people can play, then where do those rule implementations stop? So does like every player have to start, like if you're an infielder, you have to be on the dirt. Um, is that how that rule would work? Or if you, you know, yeah. you literally have to be, you know, a second baseman has to be on this side of second base and on the dirt to start, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's necessary I think that baseball goes in circles just like everything. And I think you're seeing people start abusing the shift more these days. You know, it's just how it's, how it's working. I will say this. Okay. So I've got a 15 year old. It's a pretty good baseball player. He doesn't watch as much baseball. And part of the reason is because he'll sit there and watch with me and there's a rocket ship hit right up the middle and the shortstop doesn't have to move to catch it. He's like, that sucks. He's like, if I hit it exactly where I'm supposed to, and I hit it, you know, right on the sweet spot of the bat. Come on. I, at least if, if he dives and makes an amazing play, that's one thing. If he's standing there, it takes away part of the beauty of the game, which in my opinion, the best thing is when guys are running the bases. I know it kind of sucks oh, yeah. for you as a pitcher. No, that's I the love most watching action, yeah. guys. Right. I love watching balls hit in the gap and seeing guys try to take extra bases and also watch the defense trying to execute relay throws and things of that nature. To me, that sort of stuff is fun. And I just think it has limited the action and that's what kind of pisses me off. Okay. Well, gapped balls aren't going away. I mean, you, you know, you don't have, you have people shifting in the outfield, but there's only so much you can do, but 
like I said, people adjust to these things. So like if, if people start shifting when they're 13, 14 years old, which I have watched travel ball games and I have seen this and it blew my mind, but it makes sense. You know, they kind of, uh, you know, do what the big leaguers do. Um, people will start learning how to hit the ball to where they're not. Like it's always the center of the field's always been the place to hit the ball because there's nobody ever there. Well, now if there's always somebody in the center of the field, well, then you're not going to hit it there. You're going to try to hit it somewhere else. I, I think that that's not, I don't think that that is something that needs to change yet because I think baseball will figure it out. I, I think it's, it'll be something that we're going to look back and be like, Hey, remember when everybody was shifting? Cause it's weird when you're pitching, you grow up in the generation we did where shifting was not a thing. And you know, you, you, you've done it so many times, you know, exactly when a ball is hit, you know, it's an out, right? Like I throw a pitch, a guy hits the ball a certain angle. And I know in my head that's an out, or there's a guy on first, I throw it and I'm like, yes, double play ball. Now it's, you get surprised sometimes, right? Or you throw it and you're like, that's an out. And you turn around and you're like, ah, there's nobody there. That's unfortunate. <laughs> or you throw a pitch that's and you're like, oh, that's a base hit. And then you look back and your shortstop's just like fielding it, throwing it to first. You're like, oh yeah, that's so nice. Um, I get it. I get people not liking it. I, I really do. But I think for me, it's the same thing as the DH where it's like things, things change. Um, but are you I, happy by the way about that? That the DH is not back in the NL. That way you get to swing the stick a little bit. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I like hitting. I, I think in general, the DH will, will be better for the game, but I think that, yeah, selfishly. Yeah. I want to hit, I want to hit. You're a good hitter. Thank you. I would love, I've talked about this with a few friends of mine and I think it'd be so cool if, if this really is going to be the last year where we have, you know, the pitchers hitting the national league, say we, you know, the, through the CBA and things change. Um, it would be really cool to like 20, 20 years from now, be, be a trivia question, you know, who won the last silver slugger for a pitcher. It would be Ooh. really cool if that was Stephen oh. Brault. That would be awesome. So that's on your radar. That is on your radar in 20. I mean, it would be 21. really cool. 2021. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a, a, a real goal. I don't put any goals about hitting because hitting is not my job. Um, pitching is my job, but, mm. but as far as like how cool would that be? That would be so cool. Are you kidding me? That'd be the coolest thing ever. Do you have a, a trophy or something in the house that you're most proud of? Um, I don't really have a trophy. I do obviously my first major league, everything first win, first strikeout, first home run ball. The first home run ball is pretty cool. Um, but no, I think and by my, the way, when people are like, he kept the first home run he yeah. ever gave up. No, the first, the one you hit in Colorado, the one I hit in Colorado. Yeah. Um, the first one I ever gave up was to Chris Carter to in Milwaukee and he hit it like 450 feet. The ball was absolutely <laughs> crushed. Um, no, I think that, uh, the coolest thing I have, would have to be, I don't even know if I have a trophy for it. I just know that we got a trophy as a team was, when I was in college, my sophomore year, we won our conference tournament for the first time in school history. So mm. that was amazing. And so I, you know, that video, I still watch that video every now and then to watch us dog pile on the mound. Just, oh my gosh, why isn't anybody wearing a mask? Uh, and, you know, I have those reactions to basically watching any movie or TV show now too. Um, but <laughs> my yeah, God, they just hugged. They just yeah, hugged. Like, they shook hands. People are like in a bar and like, there's a bunch of people there in the movie and I'm like, oh, nobody's wearing any masks. And I'm like, oh yeah, this was the world before COVID. <laughs> like, that's right. All right, man. Um, 
So you're jumping overboard on that one about Posey. Uh, I'm on board or jumping overboard that the Rockies trading Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals and thus having another superstar in the NL Central is a great thing. Uh, I mean, it, it, it empowers the NL Central, so that's good. You always like to have good teams in your, in your league. Uh, what's not great is 3-4 Arenado Goldschmidt. That's not great for me, right. personally. <laughs> um, I think it's cool. I, I, I was, oh man, I was really surprised by that move. That was, I don't, I don't understand how the front offices of baseball teams work and I will never pretend or try to understand, but that was, I think that I was just as surprised as everybody else when it came to trading Arenado away. Um, and like, and $50 million. I, once again, I don't know how this works. It just, when you just put it on paper, it just looks really weird. Okay, so you've had you've had limited exposure to Arenado. I think he's faced you four times. Yep, he does have a home. Let everybody now. know because some people are like, "Well, he's he's a Coors Field baby. Like he's a really good player, but he's not elite because of the Coors Field." Is he elite? Yeah, he's elite. Are you kidding me? First of all, you're never going to take away defense from somebody. How many platinum gloves does he have now? Is it two? Right. Is it three? Crazy. Um, so that's always going to be there. First of all, but second of all. Uh, he hits line drives like his home runs. Most of the time are like lower line drives. Those get out anywhere. They're not, they're not like these big towering fly balls that just because you're in Denver, just kind of keep carrying most of his home runs. And he hits a lot of extra base hits too. I mean, he's a really good balanced hitter. Um, I think that, you know, there's been times when he's been right there with like the guys who won the MVP and didn't win it because everybody always says, uh, yeah, but he's in Coors field. Um, and I think it sucks that now it's going to have to be like, well, now we'll see if he's actually good out of Coors field. Cause I don't think that's fair. I think he's shown he's an incredible player and he's just going to keep showing it. And, and I don't think it would take anything away if he hits slightly less home runs this year, you know, I think he's still going to be one of the best players in the league. I don't think that anybody's doubting that. Right. But yeah, I don't know. He's I, I, I've only seen a few times he hit a home run off me that I think killed somebody in the stands because <laughs> it was like 180 miles an hour straight out to left center. So he, the guy can hit and I've watched him play a lot because, you know, I went to Colorado a college in Colorado mm-hmm. um, and he's been there for a while. So I know a lot of my friends who are big Rockies fans were very upset for sure. This got me thinking a little bit. What is it like when you give up a home run? Like, are you talking to yourself? Are you MFing yourself? Are you pissed off? Are you already moving on to the next pitch? What it, what's the mentality? There, I think it's one of the most convenient things about home runs is that people jog around the bases. Like, if you just hit a home run and then they just stood there and the next guy came up to the plate, I think it'd be way harder to, like – continue pitching but you have time you know you you, the guy runs around the bases you kind of get the ball back well not that ball a different ball back uh and you know kind of stand on the mound and and kind of think like all right i mean that was a bad pitch whatever like didn't execute it we got to execute the next one whatever um I don't think it's a huge thing. Everybody gives up home runs. It just happens. These are very large men swinging very heavy bats and a ball going very fast. And so sometimes they're just going to hit it and it's going to be on the right trajectory and it's going to go really far. So, you know, solo home runs don't kill you. Everybody always says a pitchers. That's a huge pitcher thing. Solo home runs don't kill you. Um, It's the, it's the, the three run home runs, obviously grand slams. That'll really, that'll ruin your day. Um, 
but no, I mean, giving up a home run, I, everybody has a good old, a good old, you know, moment of, of hating themselves for sure. Like as soon as it's hit and you, you know, it's a home run. So as soon as it hit, you're like, damn it, that was terrible. And then sometimes it's like, but he did hit it really far. So I'm going to watch how far that goes. Really? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've watched some home runs go out on me just cause I know they're going really, really far. And every like, now a, and then there's the wall scrapers. Those are terrible. Those are bummer. Oh yeah. Is yeah. there ever, has there been a guy you've given up a home run and you obviously you're pissed. You want to win. You want to do the best you can, but you're like, my God, if I had told 12 year old Steven Brault, <laughs> just gave up a home run to this dude. Like how cool is that? Yeah. I, I, well, my friends make fun of this, of me for this a lot. So I don't know if, if you've ever looked at my numbers against Matt, Matt Kemp, or if we've ever talked about it, but for some reason, I think Matt Kemp is three for four off me with like a two run double and two, three run home runs. So he's been around for a long time. Yeah, exactly. I got him out once. What the heck? It's only a seven fifty batting average with like a 30,000 OPS. Um, that, I mean, that's a cool one because he had been around for a while. He was a great player for a long time, and he just got me. There was nothing I could do to get him out. It was crazy. And my wife's favorite player for a long time. She dug Matt Kemp. Really? Like, oh, yeah. And Millar used to bust Matt every time he would come on Intentional Talk. Like, hey, he said hi to Michelle Rosen. Like, you know, we'd <sighs> see him at Dodger Stadium or spring training. And for a while he'd play it up. Like he'd give her a big long hug and right, like look yeah. at me and stuff. <laughs> and then, then he'd start to like get a little uncomfortable, but yeah. he actually did a shout out for, for her uh, 50th birthday on the video. Like he that was the last, so cool. he was the, he was the capper on her, you know, 10 minute montage. You and weren't the capper. I love that. that. Of course I wasn't even a video. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, our kids were in it or parents or sister, brother, some dear friends, and then Matt Kemp was in it. That is and so cool. So it, it the little slate right before he appeared, it said, welcome, Matt. And she, you know, he starts saying something like happy birthday, and she starts looking around like she thinks that he's going to show up to her 50th birthday. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, no. Stop. Enough. Yeah, Enough. I guess um, he got me. You got me. I, I think that would be the best one. I, I've, I think I've gotten some, some cool stuff in general that, you know, over time is just like, um, you know, pitching against people, whether or not I gave a home run to them or, or anything like that, but, but just getting to face people, getting to meet people. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a cool ride so far. Hopefully, hopefully it goes on for a while. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep it going. Yeah. Uh, last thing on board or overboard. Uh, Aaron Judge has shown up to Yankees camp and he says, listen, I'm going to do a better job of taking care of my body, playing it safe. I need to be out there for at least 140 games. But, you know, as he was speaking to everybody, we couldn't help but notice somebody got some new choppers. Yeah. So are you on board or overboard? I'm so on board for that. Good for him. I Because he's got it. He's got to catch a lot of flack for it. You know, like that's it's a big change it's a very obvious change but like the guy's making a bunch of money and he wanted some new teeth you know i think that's like people talk about anthony davis not shaving his unibrow because like that's his thing that's his look and it, it's his you know identity and like aaron judge didn't want to be the guy with bad teeth so he got his teeth fixed i don't know i'm on board good for him strahan's made an entire career out of the gap yeah, well, you know, gaps are not always healthy either. You know, sometimes, sometimes they start to like your teeth start to spread apart and stuff, or like come together. It's not good. 
What do you mean they're not healthy? I mean, Maybe he did it for health reasons. Maybe he didn't want his stop. teeth to start coming what... in sideways. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm a doctor, okay? You're the first person who has talked about a gap in teeth because of health, yeah, not health. because of cosmetics. No, I'm well, I'm very, I'm, I'm very well versed in dentistry. I had to get like 20 <laughs> fillings redone this year from when I was a kid and didn't wash my, or didn't wash, didn't brush my teeth because for some, I'm an idiot and I was a stupid kid and I would literally go in the bathroom and pretend to brush my teeth, but not do it. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty much a, a, a dentist at this point. I know, I know it so well. I got to stop you here. Did you at least clean up your hygiene, your oral hygiene? Because oh, yeah. you've got it all. You're a professional athlete that can sing and you're hot. Oh, You've you. got funky teeth, bro. Nobody yeah, nah. will want any part of you. I got it. The funny thing is I never had braces. Like my brothers either. There's four of us and none of us ever had braces. Um, so we have straight teeth. I do have, I have a little gap, a little one, but mm-hmm. um but no, I am very, now I am very, very like, I'm going to get my teeth. I, I brush, mouthwash, floss every morning, every night. Sometimes I'll do it in the middle of the day too. So no, I'm all over it now. It was just, I gave myself a really bad foundation. So kids, brush your teeth. <laughs> all right. We've been waiting for this for a while now on the show. Um, I read an article about you that you rewatched the movie Miracle recently. Everybody Why? should, um, because I was <laughs> scanning through Disney Plus and I saw it and I was like, that's one of the best movies ever made. I'm going to watch it. That was the that's the only reason. That's the whole story behind it. I I just absolutely love that movie. OK, that's we just it. celebrated the 41st anniversary of Team USA taking down the Soviets and then eventually going on and and winning gold a few days later. And. You know, Kurt Russell played the role of Herb Brooks in, in the movie that came out uh, probably about 15 years ago or so. And for those of you that haven't seen the amazing rah-rah speech yeah. before facing the Russians, here we go. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Ah, what a good speech. Oh my gosh, it is so good. And that whole movie is so good. Gosh. Well, you And you didn't even live it. Like, I was a nine-year-old no. living the experience. And, you know, it wasn't even on live television. It was on tape delay that night. And back then, we didn't have social media. You know, your news outlets weren't reporting things 24-7. So we didn't even know what happened. And I ended up watching the, the game with my best friend, Robbie Klein. And we were like, what just happened? Like, yeah. is this a big deal? And is this got, big? Like, yeah. Like, we obviously didn't embrace the enormity of the event at the time, but it was really cool to live through and then to watch the movie and the whole bit. So I don't know if you've paid attention to this. The experts are not exactly predicting great things for your team this year. Right. So what I need you to do is give us Herb Brooks's speech to your pirates teammates, but in order to make them fully embrace and understand Mm -hmm. 
how important this is. I need you to do it in a pirate dialect. Can you do it for mm. me? Okay, <laughs> sure. I have the speech. I knew I was going to give the speech, but the pirate dialect is, uh, all right, here we go. <clears throat> I'm going to try to do it in his cadence, too. I feel like I've seen it enough times that I can, I can almost follow it. Here we go. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here this season, boys. That's what you've earned here this year, one season. If we played in the NL Central 10-year, they might win nine. But not this year, not this season. This year, we hit with them. This year, we pitch with them and we shut them down because we can. This year, we are the greatest baseball team in the NL Central. You are born to be baseball players, every one of you, and you are meant to be here this season. This is your time. Their time is done. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what great baseball teams we have in the NL Central. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Arg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that kind of hurt my throat. <laughs> Are you gonna be put on the singing DL? Yeah, I'm. I'm on the. It's called the IL now, Chris. Right. Sorry. The, the Sorry. ten day. The list. ten day IL. Um, you know, I was actually gonna say this is one of one of my points about sports in general. Um, there's two examples of of this happening. One, when they beat the Soviets, they were gonna win the gold medal. That game didn't even matter. They already won the gold medal. They talk about momentum mm -hmm. people ask if it's a real thing it's 100 percent a real thing they won that game they're going to win the gold medal there's no way they lose the next game you know when that happened in baseball yeah when the red Sox came back and beat the yankees oh, after the yeah. down three to zero won all mm. four games and then oh oh by the way they also played the cardinals in the world series and swept them in four games they won eight games in a row and like nobody talks about the Cardinals series because everybody knew they were going to win. Like after mm -hmm. that, after they did the, the first time ever, like, of course, the Red Sox were going to win that year. It was no surprise. There you okay. go. So did um, did Derek Shelton, your manager, give uh, give the Herb Brooks speech in in a pirate dialect just like you did? Not quite. He he's he's much more to the point. He's he's not he doesn't feel the need to do the inspirational stuff. You know, he's he's more just like, hey, guys, like. We're here. You guys are major league baseball players. Who cares what people say? You know, we're going to go out there and we're going to beat teams. And, and that's the way I feel too. Like, I don't, I don't buy into to what people say because it's like people forget that, you know, all the time growing up, whenever you play, when you don't have scouting reports, when you don't have, um, you know, who's the best team, like any team can win on any given day, especially mm -hmm. in baseball and especially when we're we're all major leaguers it's not like there's a huge gap and That's if true. we play better we will win it's that simple um so no i'm not worried about it and i don't care what people say it doesn't matter to me i i think we're but gonna win you, games but with that being said do you pay it do you hear about it like today one of the betting sites set your wins over under at 58 and a half yeah 58 and a half that means they're expecting you to lose over 100 games this year yeah, I hear it. And, and the funny thing, it doesn't even like inspire me or like, I don't get like an edge from it. I don't, I don't care about that. I don't care what 
these what people say it doesn't matter to me especially guys that are talking about like you know betting on wins like I, who cares you know i mean yeah i think i think we'll surprise people and and it's not going to be a surprise to us that's that's all good that's the way that's what i like to hear yeah that's what i like to hear okay go buckos yeah go why buckos. not why not I can't i can't root for your city's football team but that's a that's a different issue. Yeah, we don't I mean, really it's... have to worry about them since we took care of them in the playoffs. Not Dude, that deal. was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I felt that was that was not that, a good right? time for Pittsburgh. <laughs> that was a great time for me, though. To yeah, tell I'm you sure that it was. All right, you ready to bust out your guest wish list for 2021 on the Chris Rose rotation? Give, give me names and why. I have two baseball players, and they're both retired. And then I have one non-baseball player. Those are my okay, three. Let's do it. So I'm going to start with what who I think might be the greatest leader of all time because he's nicknamed the captain on maybe the greatest dynasty of all time, Derek Jeter. I've never talked to him. I've never met him. Uh, I would love to hear what he has to say about being a leader and, and about being, you know, somebody in charge, especially a place like New York where he wasn't, he wasn't the best player on the team ever. He was just always consistent, a good player and a great leader and led them to, who knows? I don't know how many championships he won with them, but it was a lot. And he won uh, 96, 98, 99, 2000, 2009. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. uh, But I I want to interrupt you for just one second. Uh, He never, Jeter never came on intentional talk. We tried like heck to get him on. Mm. Does that worry you? Um, I, it sounds like it's going to be really hard to get him. I, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like that seems like, uh, like he maybe doesn't like to talk about it, but, but it also kind of makes sense. Cause he was always like a quiet guy too. So maybe totally. he's just like, this is, he just led in whatever way he led. I just want to know what it was. And even if honestly, even if that's like, screw you, if I get to have a conversation with him, that's just, you know, where I get to ask him questions, I think that would be oh. so amazing. So where I turn my camera off. Yeah. Yeah. You just pretend you're not here. We're not recording. And Got then it. just conversation with Derek Jeter. Yeah. Well, there is, there's, we do have an in. One of the other six members of the Chris Rose rotation is Miguel Rojas. That is true. That is true. We have a Marlins player. I don't know. I'm, I don't know how you get to an owner. I, I think I've met Bob Nutting like five times. Uh, like uh, the, it's just, there's a bit of a gap there. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little um, bit. Who's number two? Number two is my favorite baseball player of all time, other than Tony Gwynn, you know, RIP, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Because he's my favorite player of all time. I think a lot of people my age would all say he's our favorite baseball player of all time because we were kids when he was going through his, like, heyday of being the best baseball player in the world. Um, And his swing is so iconic. He has his own shoes. I mean, he was the the coolest guy and then also was the best baseball player. Um, and, you know, I just think, first of all, he has, I think no matter how many crazy records there are, like, I don't think everybody will beat Cal Ripken's record because that's the most absurd thing that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, the the 53, I, there's, there's a lot of records that could possibly be broken. The one I never see happening again is a father and son going back-to-back home runs in a game. <laughs> right. Bananas. Right. Like, yeah, doesn't even make any sense. Um, no, I don't think I don't think we give enough importance to that moment. 
Yeah. You don't, you don't think about it because think about how long you have to play to be a dad in this game. Yeah. And then think of how special your kid has to be to get there in time. Right. So uh, this is some. me and Trevor Williams have gone through this, like this timeline of like how, how unique it is to have, first of all, father and son, both be in baseball at the same time. You know, just the timing of you have to have a kid when you're 20 and when you're 40, you still have to be playing and the kid has to get in the major leagues when he's 20 like, which first of all, like that's so hard in general. So just getting there is crazy. But then for the coach to think, yeah, it's probably a good idea to hit them back to back. Right. <laughs> which they might just out of like sheer, like, huh, that'll be cool. What if they hit a home run? But, but that was like an intended thing. You know, those were, they were their what two, three or three, four hitters. Mm-hmm. So it was like, this is an intentional thing. And then they both have to be good enough to hit a home run. And I, I just, uh, it's just, it's crazy. Okay, number three. Um, number three is a musician. Uh, he is the lead singer for the Foo Fighters. He was the drummer for Nirvana. Uh, and he is the he is a drummer for a band called Them Crooked Vultures, which is a super group currently. Um, he's been in a, a ton of other stuff. But Dave Grohl is my favorite musician of all time, along with uh, Chris Cornell, who also RIP passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dave Grohl, man, what a life. Like, what a... I love his music. I love the way he goes about life. You know, you see there's lots of pictures and videos of Dave Grohl, like in the mosh pit at like other people's concerts. Um, He just seems like a really cool guy. And I love the music and um, talk about my other passion and the other thing. The only thing that could top, you know, being on the mountain in the world series with maybe being the lead singer of a rock band performing at Wembley stadium, you know, like those are the two, things that i would love 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 to do um and yeah so i want to i want to talk to him want a good dave Grohl story yeah i do give me hit me our youngest and his oldest were classmates in elementary school kindergarten through sixth grade and so it was a private school out here in la every year at the school fundraiser his band would play they would play way Dude, they wouldn't they wouldn't play any of their own stuff. They would strictly play covers. And they love I remember talking. Now you're gonna have to help me out because I'm terrible with band names. Their drummer. Do you know yeah. the, the name of their drummer? No, I'm terrible. I'm terrible with names too. Okay, don't good. Worry. All right. So I saw him during a break and I just I was walking past him. I said, Hey man, thank you so much for doing this every year. He's like, Are you kidding me? He's like, we do this at all of our kids' schools and we have the best time. It's just like it's not about the business, it's not about the money, it's just about playing. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Dude. And Dave, he had he had the the sixth grade graduation party at his house, which oh wow is not small. No, um, I can imagine he's had a yeah. few a few singles go pretty well. Yeah, and he's just the, he's exactly what you see. He is the same dude every. I've never seen him without a smile on his face ever. And he he was just fantastic and so nice to the kids. And the kids have they don't really know like when they're that yeah. age who he is. And yeah, it's just parents. like a cool band. He. By, by the way, you should have seen all the moms. Now the oh moms are the ones you have to keep your eye on. Yeah, oh, exactly. Uh, hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. <laughs> this is my husband, so Chris. We've only by we've way, only been together a few years, though. It's not anything right, too just, serious. He actually, he's my Uber ride. <laughs> we did Uber share. Right. We're really not together. Uh, by the way, I think I think two and three are attainable. I really do. 
That would be absolutely amazing. That would blow my mind. Yeah. You would, okay. you would have me, um, I, I would be nervous. You don't make me nervous. Not anymore. No. I've, I think the first few times I did intentional talk, I was nervous. Now, now nervous. it's just, now we're friends, you know, it's just like, whatever, seriously, okay. this is a big deal. Um, okay. but yeah, those guys would absolutely. All right. A few quick things before we spin the wheel of somewhat interesting things. Yeah. Um, Speaking of guests, well, one is another co-host, one of your old teammates, Tyler Glasnow of the Rays. Yep. Give me a good Glasnow story that I can use on. Mm, let's see. Let's see. <sighs> the first one that pops to mind is not something that can be shared. Uh, very funny. Tell you another time. Um, what do you mean? We're on a podcast, dude. I know, but it's not, it's, it's not even like, it's not bad, bad. It's just kind of like a weird, like a really weird Think. Don't worry about it. I, I'll, I'll get you one. Give me a okay. second. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, okay. I don't, it's hard to think of specific stories, you know, but um, I have seen Tyler Glass now do a lot of things, a lot of amazing things. Okay. He can 360 windmill dunk. He can run. He's fast. He's the fastest person I've ever seen. Um, he could be an Olympic sprinter. I'm convinced he could be an Olympic distance runner. I'm convinced. Um, he also, uh, is okay. He's just an athletic freak in general. Okay. But for some reason, when he was in the big leagues rotation in 2017, he was just not good. And, you know, I don't know what happened. It was something mental because he was only throwing like 92 miles an hour for like multiple starts. And everybody's like, what is wrong with glass now? Is he hurt? Like what's happening? Um, turns out something was wrong mentally because they sent him down to AAA and I was in AAA when he got there and Tyler glass now's first game back in AAA. We were in Norfolk against the Orioles AAA team. He went six innings, no hits, 15 strikeouts and he was sitting a hundred miles an hour the whole game. And it was like, what is going on here? Like what happened? Um, and eventually, obviously he figured it out because he's doing that in the big leagues now. Um, but I'll never forget that, that, that first game back down in Norfolk, where it was just like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever watched in my entire life. It was crazy. That's awesome. All right. And then one quick thing about your current teammate, Cole Tucker. Mm-hmm. When you see him, do you ever ask how Vanessa Hutchins is doing? <laughs> I haven't yet. I, I I try to keep away from it. Um, but like you know, like good for him, dude. Like it's she it's, made it public. Yeah, no, they seem really happy, and that's great. I'm happy for him. It is. It's just interesting. You think like dating an actual like a real life celebrity. You know, it's got to be weird. And at some point, I'll you know have the conversation with him about how it how it works and everything. But. Um, but yeah, no, they seem really happy. So good for them. I mean, we found love in a hopeless place. Rihanna said it best. Will you sing High School Musical to him? Uh, oh God, eventually, probably. Yeah, maybe maybe nice. I'll see if Vanessa will join me and we can do a duet and just make Cole just so sad. Let's let's bring them both on the on the podcast and uh, we, you guys can sing together. It'd be great. Not a terrible idea. Not a terrible idea. All right, this is the uh, wheel of somewhat interesting things i think i keep butchering the name of it but i've got several categories on it five different categories they each appeared twice okay and you just have to answer the question it's very simple okay and you're gonna ask a question based on it based on where it lands i got you okay man yeah here we go 
Let's play let's two. Let's play two. Okay, so uh, let's play two is actually a question thrown in by uh, John Boy or Jake. So they are the ones that are going to send in the question. And instead of you just answering it, yeah. the two of us have to oh, answer the question. Okay. So let's here we go. Two. Here is, yeah, here is the first question. If grass was any other color, which one would you want it to be? That is the dumbest question I've ever heard in my life, Jake. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate its dumbness. Uh, it really brings out the, the character. Uh, well, I can tell you what I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be blue, because I've seen blue turf. It's hideous, and it literally makes ducks think that it's water, and they, like, yeah. come down and die. Like, you don't want that. Right. No, I, know I, I know what I'm picking. What do you go? I'm picking, like a like, a... A light orange, like not a, not a, not a, like a, not, not a bright orange, not a burnt orange, but you know, that kind of like macaroni and cheese, lighter orange. Ooh. Yeah. It's nasty. It's like baby shit color. No, well, yeah, it, it absolutely is. But so is green. Baby shit is, baby shit is absolutely not green. total green. Well, it's like dark green, but it is. Dude, you're an uncle. You're not a, you're not a dad. <laughs> I've, I've still lived seen this it. a couple times. Yeah. Um, By the way, I, did you, did you call him Jimmy or Jake? Jake. Yeah, that's that's John Boy. So that's Jimmy. Why did you say Jake? Well, I said John Boy and J you know, he's known. I'll explain to you. John Boy and Jake. Okay, got you. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I just know him as John Boy. That's his name. Yeah, that's John Boy. Okay. Um, yeah, I would go with that light orange because I think uh, fall is, is gorgeous. And can you imagine the, the rolling hills of grass just being a mm. nice light orange? Oh, it'd be beautiful. So I'm going to go with the color of the... Um, it's kind of like the infield, but it'd be more like the clay of Roland Garros where they play the French Open. I'm going to okay. kind of go yep. that color. I, am. I think it's, like I actually might even go with just the, yeah, kind of maybe make the whole field clay. Yeah. It really, just it the really whole take, field being clay. Would that take some infielders' heads off? Dude, that'd be like, and we all played on fields growing up that were just like hard dirt, just basically playing on right. asphalt. Yeah. Well, they used to do that in AstroTurf. That was terrifying. Gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, clay. Clay is a nice color. It's kind of similar to mine, actually. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, by the way, yeah, John Boy and Jake, if that's a, a sample of the questions, we're going to have to remove that category. Yeah, it's terrible. We need, we need stronger. Brutal. Why don't you just it's do okay. another one? You know what? Ask and ye shall receive. It's. It can be that simple sometimes. We can just make our own rules. Uh, get, get up, up here. here. Do you have any idea what get up here is all uh, about? No, I don't. That would be how you got the call to the show. Oh, nice. Uh, okay. I was in Toledo in AAA. Um, I had pitched like two days before. Um, I had gone out the night before with friends. Um, I, was, I was a little bit feeling it the next morning because uh, I knew I was going to play for a few days. And uh, during the game you know, we kind of got a rumbling that somebody had got hurt and somebody was going to have to get called up uh, for a game, you know, in a little bit. Uh, I had just come back from injury. I literally had made one rehab start. That's it. I, I, I my rehab start was, was three innings and that was all I had. Uh, and then after the game, our manager brought everybody in and said, you know, he was an old timey, like angry minor league manager. Um, Dean trainers his name. I think he's a 
bullpen coach for the Marlins now. Um, and he just goes, well, I don't know why. Beats the shit out of me, but for some reason they want Brault in the big leagues. <laughs> and I was like, what? Because I was, like, we all thought it was going to be Glass now because he hadn't made his debut yet. And then it was me. And it was a huge surprise to everybody. And everybody was like, he just got back from injury. What are we talking about? Um, but the funny thing is, Glass now actually did end up making his debut the day after me. Hmm. Literally the next day. Um, we both made our debuts in St. Louis in the same series. But, yeah, it was it was really funny because he, he made it. Like, he was just as surprised as the rest of us. I don't know why. But uh, they want Brault in the big leagues. Um, so I went up there on a – I went up to the big leagues for my major debut on a pitch count. That yeah, was really weird. So did you call your parents right afterward? Uh, I tried to. They didn't answer. Oh, come uh, on. My parents were having a family party, and so they weren't inside. And all the family parties are outside in the backyard, so they didn't answer the phone. So I actually ended up calling my friend Abby, who, you know, I asked, hey, where are my parents? And she said, uh, they're at a party. You know, do you need to talk to them? And I think she kind of got the vibe of what was going on. And I was like, yes. Um and then, so she went to like, go get them. And then I called my, my best friend, David Shevlin. I lived within the last two years in San Diego. Um, and I was like, dude, you're going to be the first person to know because my parents didn't answer the phone. Uh, you can't tell anybody obviously, but I'm going to the big leagues, dude. And you know, he was all excited. And then eventually my parents called me back and they obviously kind of knew what was going on too, because they put it on speakerphone with all like 20 people of my family that were there. I think it was actually a family reunion that I wasn't there for. Um, and so then I told everybody and we all got excited and I couldn't tell the media though for until the day of, they were like, you can't say anything cause you might not actually go. And I was like, that's exciting. Thanks. I ended <laughs> up going. So that's good. That's an awesome story, dude. Thank that's you. a great one. That is really good. All right, so we're going to end the uh, Chris Rose rotation this episode with uh, Pirates pitcher Stephen Brault. You get a homework assignment each time because yeah. I won't see you for a few weeks. And I right. know you mentioned at the beginning of the show that, you know, this really isn't your thing. You didn't love homework, although I, I imagine you're, you were pretty bright back in the day. I was good at it. I did it. I just didn't like doing it. Okay. You ready to see your homework assignment? I am. We, we're writing it on a board because my wife in a previous life was an elementary school teacher. So oh, okay. Your homework assignment is... Oh! The second best singer on the Pirates and document it with video. I think I already know who it is. I, I heard rumblings of a young guy that we now have that uh, that was a singer growing up. All right, now hold on. Is he on the 40 man? Is he one of the... No, 87 I guess, guys in camp, or is he a legit major okay, leaguer? I see what you're saying. I got a few weeks. Um, I, I'll, I'll find out. We'll find out. So you, you have a few feelers out there already? Yeah, I, I think I, I do have a good idea that it's going to be one of my Latino teammates because they sing a lot, and some of them are actually pretty good. Okay. All yeah. right, good. I'm excited to see this. See, oh, it's, it's not a bad homework assignment. Right? No, this it's is a one. fun homework assignment. Yeah, thank you. Okay. No worries. No worries. Hey, man, I hope you had as much fun as I did today. This oh, is a I had good a time. blast. Are you kidding me? That was great. That was a quick good hour. Deal. All right. Yeah, we, we make it hum. And once again, tell everybody how they, how they can follow us on the Chris Rose Rotation podcast. The Chris Rose Rotation podcast. I mean, yeah. search it. It's going to be on iTunes. It's going to be on TuneIn. It's going to be on Spotify. It's going to be on everything. Um, and you have, to and hit, you have to hit what yeah. button? 
You have to hit the like, you have to hit the subscribe, give us right. some ratings, give us some five stars and you have yeah. to hit the play button to listen to it. That, that, that button's also important. Thank you. Um, and by the way, thank you guys for listening. We certainly do. And screw that guy who said, I don't know why they're taking Stephen Brawled up to the show. That's yeah, horrible. Dean. God, Dean. stupid Dean. Yeah. You know what, Dean? Hit subscribe, please. <laughs> There's no way Dean can figure out the technology that is required to listen <laughs> to this podcast. That dude's like 180 years old. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening once again to the Chris Rose rotation here on John Boy Media. We will see you twice a week throughout spring training and the major league season. Steven, have a good few weeks. Stay healthy. See you soon.